When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, welcome in. Good morning. This is SENZ Breakfast. I would say with Izzy and Ricardo, but Izzy is on the donut for the rest of the week over in uh, Adelaide. So, uh, Steve Devine, welcome to the show. Yeah, g'day, mate. Thanks for having me in this morning, bright and early. Oh, mate, how was uh, what time did the alarm go? Uh, a bit before five. Right. Yeah. I don't know if my. I think my superpower normally, if I set an alarm, mm-hmm. it. Uh, I don't wake up to it. I wake up before the alarm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, the alarm certainly went off this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I've felt that the last couple of days, actually, the or the end of last week, beginning of this week, I've woken up and done that, you know, that sort of sl- go back to sleep a little bit and then think, shit, did I set the alarm? And then check my phone and every time it's been like an hour before the alarm's gone. Yeah. And I'm like, ugh. There's no, and then you can never really get back to sleep, right? No, exactly, mate. Exactly. Anyway, welcome in, mate. Uh, uh, now, uh, what have what have you been busy doing with yourself other than uh, you know making calendars? <laughs> mate, I've I've had a bit of time off the last uh, sort of twenty days, so yeah. I've uh, no, I've been uh, been out and about trying to spend a bit of time on the water, a bit of fishing, a bit of diving. Um, yeah, it's been good. I've uh, I've sort of enjoyed the last couple of weeks of getting away from everything. Yeah, nice. Been been successful, uh, mate. I've done. I've had some good dives. I haven't been too successful on the fishing front this year but uh um hopefully a little bit more of that to come coming up uh, i've got a, i've got to track down a marlin at some stage this season so right. hopefully i uh, can knock that off in the next uh next month that is the goal a yeah. marlin a marlin how how close have you come before what's the biggest uh, thing you've hooked uh, big, biggest thing is hooks. Probably, I I was on a swordfish a few years back with a with a mate. That was the biggest thing I've ever seen. It would have been, you know, nudging four hundred kilos. I reckon. Um, that was a beast. Um, yeah, I've, I've caught a few marlin. Um, hooked a big blue last year that we um dropped unfortunately as well. But yeah, there's uh yeah, I just enjoy being out in the water, eh? Yeah, nice. Get out there. Yeah, get it's good, it. mate. It's great. It's part of uh, it's the best part of New Zealand, I think, is being able to um been get out in the many sailing many places. Away from it. Yeah, around around <laughs> the sailing away from it. Uh, but then returning, hopefully oh, after yeah. the sail away. Mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good, mate. That's good. Hey, um, how much of a Pearl Jam fan are you? Uh, yeah. Oh, who doesn't? Who doesn't love the, the classics? Pearl Jam fans, you'll be pleased to know, uh, not only is there a new Pearl Jam album called Dark Matter, which is coming out uh, a little bit later this year, they have also announced a world tour, and according to the Pearl Jam website, they are going to be in New Zealand on November the 8th at Go Media Stadium Mount Smart. So wow. put that's that in a, the diary. Uh, put that in one in the diary. That's, uh, that's a... That's a- Big start to uh, November, isn't it? Cheapest, yeah. huge, huge. That'll be, uh, that'll be. Surely there'll be more than one. They don't, oh. don't who comes down here for one. There'll be three or four, right? Well, yeah, well, exactly. They've got a bit of room. So their last gig, according to the, this, before they get here, is in Boston on the seventeenth of September. 
Yeah. Right, so that, that gives them basically a month and a half off. And then after the 8th, they don't play the Gold Coast until the 13th. So there's room either side for another show or two. Yeah. There you go. Pearl no. Jam on their way to New Zealand. Huge. Huge news. Huge news. Now, uh, I know that you, you're um, you're probably getting your beauty sleep when Izzy and I are doing this, but uh, we, we do something at this time of the, of the day uh, called the Triple Threat, where we ask the three big questions of the day. Round one. So, Steve, heading back over the over the ditch, actually, Phil War, the CEO from uh, Rugby Australia, uh, man, you would have come head to head with on the field a few times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's coming on the show just after seven, so we can talk to him a bit about this. But it looks like the All Blacks Wallabies Test in Sydney is going to be an afternoon kickoff, um, which is a, a, a change, I guess. It's something Rugby Australia looking for uh, some TV time that's not crowded by AFL and NRL, etc. Uh, you reckon they're on the right track with this? Oh, yeah, I think I think people love it, eh? I know. I know. It's it's the players enjoy it. I know um, spectators enjoy it, and um, you know, afternoon footy here in New Zealand has is always been um, you know high, highly viewed, and lots of people turn up to watch the footy. And let's face it, Aussie need to do something a little bit different because they've had a you know a horrible probably last four years, mm. um, twenty years if we counting Blitters lows, but they. Yeah, they need to do something a little bit different. It's, well, it's what the fans want. I guess they've got to listen, right? And maybe it's a good sign that they are starting to listen. And what about from a playing point of view? I mean, do you, did you have a preference? I mean, do you play in the heat versus playing in the early evening? Uh, I, I, we, we got so used to playing in the evening that that became the norm. Mm. So you were used to it, and then an afternoon game would actually quite sneak up on you a little bit. But... Uh, yeah, playing the Alvo was cool. I used to love, you know, back in the early days of uh, MPC and um, we would have afternoon games and then go to the car park for the boot parties at oh, Eden yeah. Park. Um, just chuck the track suit on and go out and have a bit of a mix and mingle and a, and a beer with a, a few people that you might know. So, you know, for me, that was that were, that were the fun days when you could, um, you know, get out in the car park and have a, the boot party and a few beers and um, that that was uh, enjoyable for me that's what I, I quite enjoyed but you know the fun police got involved in that and shut it all down and now we have you know night games and people walk in and walk out and that's it there's not much um, you know excitement post-match and it's not much about catching up with mates and family and friends and uh, for, at, at the rugby anymore. It's just about going to watch the rugby which which I feel we've lost a bit of um, you know we've lost a bit of touch with with players and people and catching mm. up with people. Yeah, I mean, just heading back to the playing in the day, the other thing, maybe it didn't affect you so much, but might have affected fullbacks and things a bit more. You've got to factor in the sun, right? Yeah, the sun The sun for kickoffs is always a big one. Eh? You always allow knowing, I oh, know at Eden Park that, you know, you, you, you play one end and know that uh, off the kickoff they'd be looking straight into the sun for the ball. So, um, yeah, it was it was always a, a little bit of a factor, but... Um, just like I guess the, the the wind and the rain is normally for weather for picking which way you want to first half run into the wind always just general the general theme. Now you've got the ear of a few people reasonably high up at the Blues and Auckland Rugby. Um, you, have you talked to them about bringing back uh, things like the uh, the, the trail party, the boot party. party? I think that's an Eden Park issue. The alcohol laws now don't allow anything to be sold um, outside, and there's all sorts of rules around Eden Park, which makes it difficult. But um, yeah, it was certainly certainly a great time walking. Walking off the field in the dressing sheds, um, chucking on a tracksuit, doing your media stuff, and then if you need it all, just go in the car park and have a wander, catch up with a few people that 
you know, might want to hand you a cold beer. It's all, it was always pretty good fun. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a bit of carb loading after a game, right? No. No, no, not at all. All right. Round two. Uh, news yesterday, uh, not very uh, not very secret news because uh, the whispers have been there for a while, but uh, it came out that Breakers legend Tom Abercrombie is set to retire at the end of the season after 16 years at the Breakers. How big a miss do you think he is going to be uh, for the breakers, yeah. Well, you know, someone who's been there, done that for so long, sixteen years is just an incredible, incredible feat, right? Uh, yeah, it's hard to replace in any sports team, no matter where or when or what. It's hard to replace experience, and uh, they're going to lose a whole heap of that with uh, Tom Abercrombie. You know, a legend of the game, um, not just for the breakers, but also for New Zealand. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, it'll be it'll be a tough replace to someone who just you know can grind it out week in week out. Yeah, that's the thing. Eh? He's just always. I mean, because even this season, he's dominated. He's been one of the better players for the breakers. Yeah. So it kind of feels like, mate, you've probably got another year in you. Yeah. Maybe two. But it must it must be getting hard. Sixteen years. That's that's an incredible incredible feet to be able to like you know it's a physical it's a physical game and I, and I guess you know I guess you look at LeBron James as as well in America is just still trucking pretty hard in, in into his 40s mm. um yeah I, I guess the the new age athlete or the old age athlete in the in, in is, this case is, is just boxing on <laughs> these days a little bit longer they are boxing on I remember talking to Justin Morgan Yep. You know, he played at the Warriors for a while and then ended up coaching. He's just headed off to the Cowboys. He retired quite early. He retired at, I want to say 27, but it might have been 28. So it was like, it was, you know, pre-30. And I remember asking him why, and he goes, oh, mate. He said, it was just the grind of training. Yeah. He said, if I could just turn up and play, I would have been okay. But the week-in, week-out training, I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, it's hard. Mate, it's, it's a... That's a brutal. That's a brutal sport. Can be brutal, eh? And particularly, you know, a lot of players as they get a bit older, the injuries start to to catch up with them. The body starts, the knees, the hips, and everything starts to shut down a little bit, which is um, always is, is normally the reason why athletes retire. But if if the body's still trucking on, then and then um, then I guess it's all upstairs in the mind to try and keep it ticking over. But keep it fresh. You know, the, yeah. The the old athletes tend to get looked after a little bit. You know, might miss a, a Monday fitness session and just told to to hang around is is what happens a little bit in the rugby circles as the as the boys get a bit older. They just tend to get nursed along a, a little bit better. But, that would have been Ali Williams from about twenty three. Oh, yeah. Well, it was more his mouth, right? That um, <laughs> that we had to sort of keep away from training. Like just leave us alone. Don't come. Just just. Just stay away. Um, but yeah, I mean, if the body if the body holds up, you know, people normally try and milk the cash cow as long as they can. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. On that, I mean, there'll be young guys playing at the Breakers who probably won't understand uh, or appreciate how what he's done just yet until they maybe get a bit deeper into their career. Well, there's probably young guys at the Breakers that are not even sixteen. Mm, well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So they... but, but who was the biggest legend you played with? Uh, I had a season. Uh, I actually had two NPC seasons with Michael Jones. Oh yeah, uh, and as a well, he, he was just a figure that was just, you know, it was he was just his presence, and he would turn up. Everyone would stop. He'd say something. Everyone would listen. And uh, if he did something, you you tried your hardest to make sure that you beat him. But he he was just. You know, a top person. Um, the way he carried himself, and uh, you know what he did in and around the footy team was—he's just a, just a, you know, absolute beast. And still, like 
he took his shirt off at training after training when I was just like like for an older guy I was just I was like holy hell like he was <laughs> ripped and big and strong and it's just like oh my god like you know next level next level yeah I mean because he had knee issues didn't he towards the yeah, end he, well, so was he, he on Monday at Monday fitness trainings but he'd lead it and then he'd call at the end of it he'd call for extras and, and start doing extras and down and ups and then planks and you know he was just it was just a beast and just a physical hard man with a real tough mental edge mm. you know he was just you know we're doing some more like the fitness the training would be over and he's like no we're doing more and uh, that always was like for me it was like jeepers that's you know just the presence of the man and we're going to do some more yeah wow well michael jones hey eh? that was that was that was pretty carl's owning carl's jr yeah so yeah that was that might was, not be was, quite so ripped mate out. he was pretty good he was in good shape back then yeah better than me and you mate <laughs> better better than me now that's for sure all right let's crack in Round three. bronco gate is set to dominate the preseason headlines uh, i don't know if you've seen this but i you know, if this was Reese Walsh and, you know, another young player, you got it's like, oh yeah, okay. But Adam Reynolds and Pat Carrigan on the on the juice in town at night getting stuck into each other, not a great look. Uh two questions. Why does it always just seem to be the NRL? <laughs> it's both And have you ever scrapped a teammate? Uh, first question is um, why is it always there? I don't know, but it's not a preseason without some sort of major major mm. incident, right? Um, and I, I I am at a loss as to they're taking some teams up to Vegas. Mm. Um, I someone is getting someone's not coming home from that. There'll be <laughs> someone in so much trouble in the states. I don't think they're going to be allowed to leave the states, but we'll see how that unravels. <laughs> um, yeah, preseason uh, NRL is just. Something happens and it's it's never good. But this this is yeah, you're right. It's two older guys in the team that that should both know a lot better. And um, you know, preseason trainings tempers flare sometimes. And but it was it was out on the on the beers, and it's it's just a horrible look for the whole club for those two guys and and the team. Like it's two senior players having a fight in public. It's it's just nasty. Yeah, I mean. I don't know how that you deal with that internally, or or even if it's just a, you know, something that happened, something was said on the on the juice, and it'll be forgotten about on Monday. But I mean, there's a team that made the the grand final last year. I mean, do you look at this now and go, well, there's no chance those blokes are making the top uh, the, the grand final again? Oh, it's not a good look for the team if you know if if it's two young kids, you sort of get it. They're out of the piss and issues, problems, you know, prop up, and they probably don't handle it. But it's two, yeah, two pretty senior players who. Going at each other, it's just if if things were to unravel a little bit for the Broncos this year, then you know this will be you know a big part of the reason. It's just, it's just never a good look. But you know if it's at training, I can see how it's understandable. But it's out like what are you doing out in the piss? Preseason, it's meant to be the time of the year you put all the hard work in, right? Mm. And um, yeah, pretty disappointing all around. Like ugh, it's just. NRL. You, you strike me as a man who's more of a lover than a fighter. Uh, did you? Uh, did, did, did I you fight ever, anyone? Did you ever scrap oh, a teammate? Mate, there were there was always a few pushes and shoves, and when you've been the, probably the littlest guy on the field, you've got to be a little bit careful as is who do you pick and shove and choose to fight and not to fight. But no, I don't know. I, was, um, I, I don't think there was ever a fight as such. Um, there were certainly some egos that um, clashed mm. um, and. 
I have seen a few, but uh, I don't think I've really been heavily involved. I was probably trying to maybe stop them yeah. or, or add petrol to. <laughs> just to chipping. Like, just, just chipping away, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah. Um, yeah, big personalities sometimes clash and um, you throw a bit of emotion in and a bit of, a bit of sport and a bit of fatigue factor and, and emotions can get away on people at times. But it's it's not a bad thing. I always find if, you know, if you're training in that environment where people are on edge, then you, the team's actually probably looking pretty good. 